This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. When hiring a contractor, the Mississippi State Board of Contractors is a resource to find licensed contractors all across the state. Today, we're going to talk to the Executive Director, Stephanie Lee, about the work of the State Board of Contractors. And as always, we're going to help with your latest home improvement projects. If you want to join the conversation, you can by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Oh, reminder, Fixit 101 re-airs every Saturday at 9 right before the Gestalt Gardener. Uh, so how are you guys doing today? I'm pretty good. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> loving this weather. It's awesome. The weather is good now. Pretty good. For yeah. Pam to say pretty good, that's something wrong because... <laughs> yeah, usually she's like out of sight. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So I, I don't know what's going on here. But, right. It's the um, new glasses. It must yeah, be. Yeah, it's my new yeah. glasses. That's what it right. is. Um, yeah. Yeah, everything is good. Weather is... is uh, I don't think we have rain for the next... You know, and that, right. you, that, that 10 that days or whatever. bugaboo humidity is down. Oh, it's down. Yeah. You know, I walked outside this morning, got up early, and, and I was waiting on that uh, first little blast of whoosh of. of yeah, humidity. you walk outside it, it's, and slap you in the face. It's not there yet. Yeah. It's not there yet. Give it a minute. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> right around the corner. <laughs> yeah, give I it know. a minute. It's torture here in September in Mississippi because yeah. yeah. you're just waiting for it to cool off, and then we'll have that summer thing come back and yeah it is story because you look up north and you start seeing you know like on tv and stuff online whatever and you start seeing some leaves changing and stuff That's and right. you get all in the mood and then dunkin donuts releases their you know pumpkin latte and you're all like man it's 170 degrees it's 100. You know, exactly. well, i did notice driving in this morning that the uh, bradford pears at township are turning oh really yeah so that's oh, something that's, that's something that's yeah. a sign that's something now i need to say something about licensed contractors right well hang Since on we're just talk about that this morning hang on let's talk about what we all got into this weekend because i've been waiting on this for like forever to talk about yeah, this. Yeah, I know. You're all excited so excited. About, yeah, yet again, another car issue. No, right. I was going to talk about a licensed contractors. I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys or ladies, mm-hmm. you show up my house again with a nail gun to work on my deck, I'm going to run you off with a stick. Right. <laughs> so wait a minute. So who's showing up with a nail gun? Well, it happened several years, many oh, years ago. Yeah. And so my front steps rotted because yeah. they put ground to, you yeah. know. Wood contact. So I, I was going to get my mail the other day, and my bottom step collapsed. Uh-oh. And I was oh, like, oh, no. the inspector's going to call that out. Right. <laughs> so we'll I got in her. there. I started digging that out, and I had to get the biggest crowbar I had to pull those nails I've out. I've seen your your set of crowbars, and that's big. Well, yeah, but I'm not that big. Right. So right, the yeah. leverage didn't work. <laughs> so <laughs> I worked, and I worked, and I worked. And I had to do that thing, Jeff, where, you know, you put the crowbar under there, and, then, and you, you pull it up a little bit, and then you take the hammer and punch down the right, wood right, right next uh-huh. to the nail. Right. Boy, I had to do that over and over uh, and over. And I know my neighbors were probably like, she ain't ever going to get that done. She's driving us crazy. All right, right. It Saw took it me off a couple hours, on. but I finally got it all out. Then I had to go to Lowe's. I, you know what? I, well, big box store, I should yeah. say. And made my order. <laughs> 
and that's what I love now. I can order my stuff and then just show right up, and they put it in the back of my truck. Yeah. And I ordered 28 pavers. And that's something oh, yeah. you, you don't want to load that up yourself, no, you don't. especially if you're me. No, if you're anyway. Pavers are heavy. They're heavy. Yeah. But I did have to unload them. So I, was, I was just going to say, that, 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 that was only 50%. Yeah, of you need to get somebody on the other side. They didn't follow me home, so I had to pull down in the front yard <laughs> and unload those suckers. And I'm going to have to dig all that out. And instead of a wood step at the base, I'm putting pavers. Okay. So, okay. That'll work. Yeah, so no more right. And then I've got a, Jeff, you were gone last week, so you couldn't mm-hmm. get on to me about my power washer. Well, this is what I wanted to, to make fun of Jeff for this week. Because, you know, I come up with something every week. But, yeah. But no, uh, there was Jeff left to go play with his boat, and we got a hurricane. And we got yeah. a hurricane. Right. That's right. And that's he had to move it. Oh, I hope we don't have to do that again. <laughs> I'm, again. I'm telling you. It's, again, again. <laughs> right. Well, it, I'm telling you, it's a lot of work. It it, it, it truly is. And But we are so You're talking blessed. about getting the boat out of there? Well, yeah, getting the boat there, and then, you know, we all tie up together. Right. And you're checking lines constantly. You know, you're up at 2 in the morning making sure lines are, are where so they're So you ride right. it out. You were on it when we, the storm we came in. Absolutely. Whoa. And, uh, well, the only way we knew there was a hurricane is someone told us there was. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, you're yeah. on the water, so. Well, and we're, we're, so, we're so protected in this particular area. Right. Um, okay. So. Very cool. Well, um, I got into a lot bigger project than I uh I bit off a lot this weekend. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned on the show that my baby has a tendency to boo-boo on things like, I don't know, the gas station pole and all yeah. kinds of Anyway, well, she did a whopper on the front of her car, and it absolutely mangled the bumper. So so I got on uh, I got online and to see what this bumper would cost. I thought, you know, we've got liability because this is the family beater. She's the, like, third 16-year-old to have this car. <laughs> so anyway. It's got a dinner, too. Yeah, yeah, it's got a dinner, too. So, so, but the entire front end was just mangled. So I decided, well, maybe I can fix this. So I went online, looked for that front plastic nose cover that comes on the car. $1,500 from the factory. Pull apart. So I found another place. <laughs> found another place online that sold it for two fifty. Oh, nice. However, I want to mention all of the reviews on this thing were, don't buy it. It won't fit. You'll sit there messing with it all day, and it won't fit. So I went to pull apart. Pull apart. The front end of the car was 40 bucks, folks. Oh, mm-hmm. And all I had to do was repaint mm-hmm. it. <laughs> <laughs> so Sweet. I got it. I found the paint color. Believe it or not, at a regular auto parts store, had cans of paint in this color, and I was like, score. <laughs> so so I took it home. I, I you know I, I took this giant piece of plastic, put it in the truck, took it home, and and sanded it down, repainted it with primer and everything. It was off of a cop car, it was really, so it was kind of beat up itself. So anyway, it made it look pretty. Repainted it with the new. Went out and bought, and you can, again, at your regular auto parts store, buy these clips. They're body clips that hold the panels on. All the panels of your car are held on by these body clips, and you can buy them at the regular auto parts store. All my parts are held J- on with body clips. <laughs> All right. So Jason's body shop will open up this Saturday. Yes, right. that's so right. So I went, and I got the body clips, and I got that thing back on there. And, man, it looks great. It looks brand new. Hey, today. Front. But. Today it but looks good. I will tell you this. I will tell you this. 
if I had taken that to the shop, it would have been a twenty eight hundred dollar fix. And oh, I did it. That's right. And At I least. did it for two dollars, uh, two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. So so whether it looks as nice or gets a paint chip in the future to me is completely irrelevant. Right. So, so but yeah, anyway, what what are you fifty bucks all in? Right. Right. <laughs> right. So it's it's. It's okay, but it was a huge project that I think a lot of people look at as very difficult. But, folks, really what it was was uh, I think I took out about 10 screws and undid a couple of clips to get this nose off. And the nose is all one big piece. The lights aren't even in the nose. They're mounted to the frame. So it just the it, whole thing um, came off. Is it one of those where it's plastic and yeah. not metal? I think I'm most telling you, most all cars mm-hmm. have a plastic, what yeah. they call it is a bumper cover. Mm-hmm. It's not the actual bumper. bumper. The bumper underneath is this giant piece of steel that you don't see. Sure. But it's just a, a it's plastic the cover. It's the pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that was the that was the thing this weekend. Congratulations. So thank you. It was it was next week you come to my house, bring a crowbar. Right. <laughs> 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 so the number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is going to be a big thing because it's time for our first break. But when we return, we're going to be talking to Mississippi State Board of Contractors Executive Director. So this is the honcho. Stephanie Lee is going to be here. Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. If you ever wanted to ask about hiring a con- contractor, Today is your day. Email fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. I'm Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, and um, we are here with Pam Pibus, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And uh, we're talking about when to hire a contractor. The Mississippi State Board of Contractors is a resource to find licensed contractors all over the state. And today we talk with uh, Executive Director Stephanie Lee about the work of the State Board of Contractors. And as always, we're talking about your uh, uh, how-to questions, if you've got something going on. Stephanie's on the line right now. And uh, Stephanie, are you with us? Yes, good morning. Good morning. How are you? We've got some folks here that you may know. Uh, do you know Jeff Sammons and or Pam Pibus? Yes, hey, I do. Hey, Stephanie. Good morning. Hey, Stephanie. Good morning. Good morning. Good to talk to you. Two of our licensed MSBOC contractors in the state. So what? So um, I, I really want to thank you for coming on. We talked about this last week about how we expected, because of all the damage uh, in Mississippi regarding Hurricane Ida, um, you know, there would be more contractors out there cruising for work. And, uh, and, and we really felt it was important to have somebody on to talk about hiring a uh, a contractor that you can count on and and because we talk about msboc.us here almost every show we mention that email or that 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 website msboc.us as a reference for how to find a contractor in the state um so so we're bringing you on for that because it's it's kind of a big deal there's a 
Are there, do you know right now, or if there are a lot of uh, out-of-state contractors coming in to work with some of the storm damage folks? Uh, well, typically after um, any type of disaster, we do have contractors that come into the state um, looking for work. Some of those are legitimate contractors and properly licensed with our agency, but unfortunately, oftentimes, there are a lot of uh, fraudulent contractors that are unlicensed or just looking to take advantage of someone after a disaster situation. Well, let me ask, if, if you can explain, what what is the what the Mississippi State Board of Contractors is, why it's there, and, and what it does? Uh, the Mississippi State Board of Contractors is the administrative agency established by the legislature to license and regulate construction contractors in the state of Mississippi. So um, uh, just like a doctor or a lawyer has a license to practice their occupation, construction mm-hmm. contractors are required to have a license as well. That's um, interesting they, that you say it like that with a, because no one would ever go to an unlicensed doctor. You know, no one no, would ever do knowingly that. they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. Uh, un- unfortunately, uh, and we fight this every year. Unfortunately, we have uh, unlicensed contractors in this state. Yeah. So, and it's 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 a real fight. Um, I don't know if we will ever fix it. Right. But, um, we 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 definitely try and right. So so, so uh, Stephanie, you're saying, uh, and this is the I guess the the. The body that kind of certifies everybody that says, okay, you're real and you're not, uh, as far as uh, certification in the state of Mississippi, uh, the state board of contractors. Um, what, it, it, as far as this mission goes, what do you guys do outside of just say, okay, you're, you're part of uh, the certified real contractors in Mississippi. What, aside from that mission, uh, do you like to do? Yeah, well, the agency is a public service agency, so we vet contractors to make sure that they have the appropriate um, experience um, and are able to pass an exam. They have that they're properly established to do business in Mississippi um, with the um, tax ID number. That they have their general liability insurance. So we vet all of that information um, before they're able to um, have a license issued by our board. In addition to that, we also receive complaints from consumers or other individuals um, uh, related to contractors and any work that they perform uh, in the state. Who who needs a contractor's license? Like, so uh, you, you've got a person out there in the world, and let's say um, they like to work on things and they're willing to offer their services to people. Who Who can become a contractor? Who needs a contractor license? Uh, so, generally speaking, um, if you're doing residential um, improvement work uh, above $10,000, a license is required. New residential construction over 50000 or commercial construction over 50000 Those are the general requirements. Okay. Um, what, what are some of the, the big no-nos that you see when it comes to contractors and licenses? What are the uh, top violations? Do you see... Do you see contractors? Uh, what happens? I mean, does their license go bad after a while? How does this work? Uh, once the license is issued, it's um, good for one year. It's renewed on an annual basis. Um, the most common type of complaints that we see are unlicensed uh, work by individuals who do not have a contractor's license. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what goes along with that, a lot of times, if, if they're not willing to you know, get their license, then what else are they willing to you know, circumvent on your job? Um, we see a lot of shoddy work, 
um, taking advantage of consumers, um, asking for cash up front, and then not performing the work, things like that. Right. Uh, uh, last week we had on the show Consumer Services Division of the Mississippi Department of Insurance. Uh, we had someone on talking about insurance and things like that and how it works and working with contractors and especially uh, when working with insurance, getting a licensed contractor and or someone who absolutely knows what they're doing. Uh, but uh, so so when it comes to that, what does the agency advise people to do to stay protected? I mean, I mean what does MSBOC uh, advise people to do when speaking, say, a contractor comes to your door? What do you, what do, you do? What do you ask? What do you say? Uh, yeah, well, <clears throat> we caution consumers to be wary of door-to-door um, solicitations of offers for work. Um, the, the biggest thing is just don't rush into your repair. Take your time. Properly vet your contractor. I mean, anybody can give you a card that says they're licensed and bonded. Um, we encourage the consumer to, you know, do the research. Um, they can use the resources on our website to check to see if a contractor is licensed. Uh, get several quotes from different contractors and compare those quotes. Ask for a copy of their, you know, insurance policy and call to verify that that is a valid policy. So things like that that will help the consumer um Stay protected. Um, if they've been damaged from a from a storm, uh, we certainly don't want them to be taken advantage of um, after the fact uh, a second time by a fraudulent contractor. Yeah, and and something to know. And Jeff has touted this since he since he came on the show is that if you do not have a licensed contractor uh, and you do find a goof up in your home, you have no recourse to that. They don't have to come back and fix it. It's tough. It's, yeah, it's because there's. Uh, there's no punishment. No, right. You know? So if you don't so. have a governing body such as MSBOC hanging over your head, uh, the possibility of walking away from a situation that you, you know, so you as the consumer, there's, there's not a lot you can do unless you get that. That's right, and it and it um, it really puts a bad mark on all the good contractors. Right now, just because you're from out of state does not make you a bad contractor. No, but. My advice, and I've said it for day, from from day one, mm-hmm. if you can go local, please go local. I agree. Um, if, yeah. if 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 your contractor comes in from from uh, out of state and mm-hmm. something happens six months down the road, You're contractor's gone. They're probably not coming back. <laughs> no, so, I have to admit, I made this mistake once. My contractor was from Texas. Yep, and I hope my roof never has an issue. Yep, because I don't know where in Texas he is now. That's right. So yeah. So and look, it's 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 not it's I'm not beating up on you. People do it all the time, but again, buy local if you can. Buy local. Well, let me so. make a recommendation too. I uh-huh. I had gotten a call. We do like I'm chasing water. People call us all the time sure. to do that. So I went over to a lady's house. She had some issues with some buckling floors, and had had some sewer pipe stuff done anyway uh-huh. and i asked her i said well can i see that paperwork and it took her about 30 minutes to go through the piles of all the receipts and all oh, this kind really? of stuff so let me recommend every time you have work done on your house keep some type of a file on that i do that for mine so i know i've got all my flooring stuff in a file my bathroom stuff in a file so i have i know who that contractor is right when they did it i have a receipt of their work and one of the things that I like to get is a written receipt of everything that was done. Actually, I get that up front. Tell me everything that you're going to do. 
mm-hmm. we're going to agree on that. Right. And then I keep a receipt of the work that was done. So if I want to know, like I've had several issues with foundation through the years, and I've got right. that all in one place. Right. Okay, Stephanie, I'm going to put the screws to you here. Uh, you've heard of a situation in contracting that has gone awry, and I would love to know about one of those situations. Um, one that comes to mind wasn't necessarily related to um, uh, after a disaster situation, but uh-huh. it is applicable to all the uh, advice that Pam and Jeff just gave. Um, we had um, a couple of school teachers who had retired, and they were getting ready to build their dream home. Um, and they hired um, a contractor who built the home for them, but unfortunately, um, they did not do their homework on them. He was unlicensed. <coughs> Excuse me. He built the home on top of um, of an old, um, basically a, a, a swamp area. Uh, uh, over, yeah. After a few, they just bulldozed the trees down, pushed them over into the in the water, kind of smoothed it over. After the fact, um, uh, of course, Jeff and Sam can tell you a few years later what happened as those trees decayed, the, the foundation began to sink, and the house literally cracked in half um, and was condemned. And there, these individuals were paying a mortgage on a home that was condemned that they couldn't live in. Uh, it's a very unfortunate situation, um, and it's those types of things um, that we try to caution consumers. We, you know, we don't want them to end up in that situation. Oh my God, I, Stephanie, my mouth is gaped open. I'm floored that uh, Java kind of asked, in, in, uh, "How do you build an entire house unlicensed? How do you, how do you get enough bodies out there?" That, I mean, well. Uh, I'll, I'll let Stephanie answer, but I have my own opinion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff with an opinion? <laughs> right. Wow. How's that happen? Uh, now, I, well, I will say this. A lot of people are surprised to learn that 50% of the cities and 70% of the counties in Mississippi do not have local permitting offices. Uh-huh. Stephanie. In those areas is where yeah, we see the worst work. That, Stephanie, that, that you, you took the words right out of my mouth, yep. and uh, I'm past president of, of Home Builders of Jackson, and and every year we, we, we fight to get these unpermitted counties to, um, to adopt a building uh, 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 policy. So what you're saying and, is and they in those places. will not do it. So what you're saying so, is in those places, there's no one to tell them they can't do it? No, and I'll give you a prime example. Uh-huh. Uh, Starkville. Uh-huh. Um, Atibaha. Atibaha County. Atibaha yeah. County. You can go outside the county. Stephanie, tell me if this is wrong. You can go outside. You can go in the county. Mm-hmm. Out, outside outside the of city, Starkville City Limits. Outside the city and build anything you want. Multi, multi-family, single-family, build anything you want. There is no inspections. Whoa. You, you can go to Leak County, which is our next county just above Madison. Uh, go out in the county, build anything you want, zero inspections. And we'll get the phone calls to inspect these after they're built. Uh-huh. And I always, like, double my time. Right, right. <laughs> of course. Almost, because it takes, and, because there's so much wrong. Well, <laughs> and another thing, too, that, and, and, and again, these, these are things that we're fighting at, at, at government level. Um, if, if these counties will not adopt a permitting policy, uh-huh. insurance companies know that, too. 
Oh. So, so Stephanie just mentioned that's where the majority of our issues are. Uh-huh. That makes our insurance higher in the counties that are permitted to offset the costs for them on counties that are not permitted. All right, now I'm mad so, about it. Of course. <laughs> if we can get enough people mad about it, we can change it. Right. That's, that's, uh, that's crazy. Also, very heartbreaking to hear a new home being condemned. Yeah, Just and, absolutely. That well, is so hurtful. And, and <laughs> chances are insurance did not cover that. Oh, man. So. Oh, man. And all, and all this uh, contractor did is obviously skip the dirt work. Um. That and build on a bad I'm place. Sure there were other things. Compassion yeah, yeah. test and, <laughs> yeah. and excavation and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Um, uh, Stephanie, when you when when you took executive director of the job, nobody takes executive. For those of you who don't know, executive director is like the top dog at a organization that's like a nonprofit, right? So you took it. Uh, nobody takes the executive director job without that being a personal mission somehow. How how did this come across your life? Why was this a big deal for you? Well, actually, um, before I was the executive director, I was legal counsel for the um, agency assigned there through the Mississippi Attorney General's office. Um, and it is a public service agency, and again, right. that is you know important to me um, to to help protect consumers and the citizens of Mississippi. Um, but that, but that's how I came into the position. I was legal counsel, and when the previous executive director left, um, the board had asked if I was interested in taking right. the position as executive director. So I switched over at that. So time. You, how you like hanging out with all these contractors? <laughs> well, you like Jeff trade said, shows and stuff? <laughs> yeah, as Jeff said, the majority of contractors in Mississippi are good, legitimate contractors, and unfortunately, uh-huh. there's a few that are just want to try to circumvent the laws and uh, give a bad name to those that are doing, you know, doing everything properly. Right. All right. Uh, if you've got a, a question about whether your contractor is licensed or not, or what, in other words, how to do this, you can call us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Got an email here I wanted to go to right before the break. Okay. Uh, this just came in this week. I need to replace my HVAC system because it's working off and on. Hang on just a second, Stephanie. We'll get back to you. Uh, my current system is both an electric and gas package, electric for air and gas for heat. My question is, should I replace with an electric and gas pa- uh, package HVAC, or can I replace with just an electric system and have the gas shut off? What are the pros and cons? My 1937 house is on a traditional foundation. One company has given me an estimate and said that my duct system underneath the house is in great shape, upgraded two years ago. So... Uh, that's the question. Uh, going HVAC, should they go all electric or keep that gas? Well, I wouldn't. Well, I don't know because you could go a heat pump and you can you can do a heat pump. Now, this is my personal belief: if you have gas service, go gas. Really, uh, it's it's less expensive to to operate. Um, do you do a two phase? Would you go to like the uh, these really? I kind of drawn a blank. You know the two phase gas that it uses the PVC pipe. It's a high efficiency. Um, I I don't I don't know if I understand the question, so I I can't answer. It's a really it, high end gas. Yeah, well, no. oh oh, I got you. No, the the the, the high efficiency units. I think they call it a condensing furnace. Yeah yeah. If if your budget will allow, absolutely. Let, let's get as efficient as we can. Right. Uh, if not, 
then get your traditional furnace duct uh, uh, vented out your roof. And um, now, of course, if you do not have gas, then a heat pump is, is a great alternative. Nothing wrong with a heat pump at all. Right. Well, and then you've got the question. I'm wondering in this situation if it is a split unit or if it's a package unit. I don't know, but I do have a question about your heat pump comment. Okay. Growing up in the South. That's right. I have always it, been told it, never, never buy a heat ever pump. get a heat pump. Always They're horrible. Get an They're air horrible. conditioned. That's right. Yeah. Well, those have changed. Oh, has yeah. it? Yes. Yeah, okay. Because I remember yeah. living in you a house could, in the in the '90s with a heat and, pump, and it was the size of an 18 wheeler, and and it got the house three degrees less cool than That's the right. outside. That's yeah, right. It didn't do well, anything. You, uh, t- today, if you have a heat pump uh-huh. condensing unit, if, uh-huh. if if you have a heat pump outside, you, you can't even tell it. Okay. It, you you can't tell by looking at it. Okay. okay. So nothing wrong with a heat pump. And okay. If you can, let me go back to my package unit comment. Mm-hmm. If you can get a package unit and put it outside, I highly recommend that instead of a split unit. Okay. Because the package unit, everything's outside. Mm-hmm. A split unit, you've got your in, inside coil and your inside furnace, mm-hmm. and that's where water damage comes. Right. You know, with a pan. But if it's a package unit, it's just this big old thing sits outside. I like and that. a lot of people with traditional, these conventional foundations mm-hmm. have that. So everything. Y- it's kind of nice. It doesn't take up any space in your home. It doesn't take home. up That's any nice. space, and you don't ever hear it when it comes on. All right. All right. Uh, let's let's go ahead and go to break. We're going we're gonna to get back to some more email questions. I do want to say, Stephanie, are you still with us? I'm still here. Okay. I, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you coming on the air with us today. MSBOC.us is something we say almost every show here at Fix It 101. And the reason being is that that is your resource if you want to find a contractor that you can rely on and that has some accountability on the back end. So uh, any last words you want to give to us here, Stephanie? Uh, just thank you for having us on, and I would um, encourage consumers. Uh, we have a search contractor feature on our website, and they can use that to um, search by name or license number to see if the contractor they're looking to hire is licensed with our agency. Nice. Okay, so you can go online and search if someone uh, becomes your contractor. You can look them up. MSBOC.us. Thank you, Stephanie Lee, Executive Director, for coming on with us today. Uh, all right. So. We'll, uh, uh, you're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm here with Pam Pibus, Ashy Certified Inspector and Inspector Like a Girl. You can call us at 877-MPB-RING. Jeff Sammons is here, too, to ask a question. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pipus, Ashy Certified Inspector and Inspector Like a Girl. You can join the conversation. Oh, wait, they didn't include... Jeff on this. Jeff Sammons well, from was, Houseworks also. You're here. I was off last week. You were yeah. off. Yeah, we cut yeah. you out. Yeah, join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Mary's on the line in Hattiesburg. What's going on, Mary? Mary, you with us? Yes. So what's going on, Mary? Tell us your issue. I want to know if it's beneficial to have a dehumidifier uh, to help the air conditioning um, unit uh, get out all the humidity. Uh, That's a great question, and I guess it all depends on the air conditioning unit that you have. Well, if your air conditioner is sized properly for your 
for your home, your air conditioning, your air conditioning unit is a dehumidifier. Now, if for some reason you have, um, and I'm just going to give you an example, um, on my boat, I, I have a setting on my air conditioning system that will go to uh, dehu. I just Be- want to mention to everyone that his boat has air conditioning. So <laughs> continue the, the uh, because we it, I've got a high humidity right. atmosphere. Oh yeah. So and so in 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 a sense, if you have a I call them a Florida room, a glass room where you have plenty of glass, then then yeah, you may want a little bit of 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 of, of dehue in that particular area of the home. Typically, your air conditioner should take care of the humidity in your it house. It should. If it's an older unit and you're trying to get some years out of it, um, but you're paying, I mean, in my opinion, if it's an older unit, just go ahead and upgrade it because you're yeah. paying that much in energy bills anyway. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. But it should be a dehumidifier. If you decide you want to do a dehumidifier, let's say if the unit's oversized and it's short-circuited yep. you know, or whatever, put the crazy thing in a sink or a bathtub because if you don't and you forget about it, now you got an insurance claim. <laughs> yes, you do, because now you have water everywhere. Everywhere. Hey, Mary, uh, I'm going to go a different direction. I'm going to say have an AC person come out to your home and inspect your current air conditioning and see if it's running 100% efficiently Well, first. that's a good point, because if those folks have to, and I just had this conversation with a lady I was working with the other day, if you're inside coil. And if this is on a split unit, if your inside coil is caked, if it's gunky, Mm -hmm. if it's got debris in it, then it's not going to remove as much moisture because it's all clogged up. Right, right. (laughs) So I I would think someone, an HVAC person, to look at it first to see if hers is working properly before we take extra measures. Well, and be sure you mention to that HVAC person, you want them to disassemble and clean the interior coil because if you don't tell them that, all they're going to do is check the refrigerant and, to make and, sure that it's okay. But you have to tell them specifically, "I need my coils clean." Right. And one of the things, um, one of the things also is that I don't know what you're planning on spending on a de- dehumidifier, but that money that you're going to spend on that may be better served by spending it on an HVAC person that could handle your problem without a without a separate appliance. Yeah. Yeah, because if you, if you don't buy a big enough one. Uh, it's it's not going to be any won't good. Won't matter. So it makes you, know, you feel good because you get a lot of water out. Yeah, yeah. Really not doing <laughs> much. If, if you're going to the big box store and you spend a hundred dollars on a DHU, you didn't get you, you you've wasted your hundred dollars. Yeah, because to get your so. unit serviced year on a yearly plan, I pay about one sixty eight a year. Right. For them to come twice, they right. come and check my heat. They come and check my and I just if your unit is over because your, your basic warranty uh-huh. on a brand new unit is seven years. Uh-huh. Right. So I'm going to get, I waited seven years because I've got a train. Right. And then I started the yearly service plan. Right. So they come and clean it, but they laugh at me. They come in and clean mine, and they'll open it up, and they go, lady, you got the cleanest system in town. Right, yeah. There's nothing to clean. There's nothing to clean because I'm kind of a nerd. That's why you're here, sir. That's right. Right. All right. uh, This is is a new unit. We just put it um, a little bit over four years ago. Oh. Well, no, I understand. It, it can be new, but it still has to be sized to your to your house. Meaning, yeah. if the unit is too big, it will not run long enough to get the humidity out of the house. This an old home, Mary? Is no, that... Well, the home is is nineteen seventy nine. 
Um, uh, okay. But, um, That's not terrible. The unit, the unit is is only a little bit over four years. Right. Yeah, okay. well, it could be, Mary, that when, when they put the new unit in, did they do anything with your duct work? I don't know. The house is 3,200 square feet. Right. That that's a very good question, especially for a nineteen seventy nine house. Yeah, your is, ductwork may be like wide open. And if that's the case, especially on the return side, you're probably pulling outside air into the unit. And I'm gonna tell you something, you cannot air condition Mississippi air. No. <laughs> it's, just, it's not right. gonna make a big difference. Right. So I would the first thing I would do, I think Jason's right, is get an HVAC person over there. Get them to check the coils and get them to check your ductwork right. and make sure everything's sealed up really yeah. good. Make sure your unit is working most efficiently before you go buying other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you get a dehumidifier, then all you're doing, if your ductwork isn't sealed up, all you're doing is trying to dehumidify outside air. Right. And it's never going to work. You'll right. do that all day long. You'll do it all day long. All right. Thanks, Mary. I hope that helps out. I do think you should give a HVAC person a holler and, and start there before you start buying things. Correct. Um, all right, let's keep going. Um, Greg is on the line in Biloxi. What's going on, Greg? Oh, good morning. Join uh, your show this morning. I, I had a uh, comment about your call uh, related to the dehumidification and the and the air conditioning. Yes, system. sir. Please help. Oftentimes, uh, those units will have a speed selection on the motor. Um, and you're right, uh, an air conditioner is exactly a dehumidifier. Uh, that's what it does. It pulls the humidity out of the air. Um, of course, it cools it as well. But if the caller has the option to choose the lower speed uh, fan, uh-huh. that unit will move slower. It will stay on longer, and it will take more humidity out of the air. Interesting. <laughs> and... Uh, there's another option uh, that's even better if you select, if you're buying new equipment, if you buy variable speed uh, equipment, you that unit, the motor on the inside and the outside unit, work much like the accelerator on a car. They go on slow, and you have a, your thermostat has a humidity setting on it that uh-huh. you choose. So some people like uh, different humidity levels. Right. So as that. As that they call it a humidistat uh, feature on the thermostat, as it's about to reach the humidity setting, if it's already reached the cool, it will slow down and run longer to pull more humidity out of the air until it reaches both settings, the temperature and the humidity setting. Wow! Um, if you don't, if you don't have that, which that's is, a smart air conditioner. It's readily available. Well, it's readily available. Everybody makes them now. Hmm. But you can, uh, if you can slow the speed down, uh, typically they'll come set on the higher speed. Uh-huh. You can go to the motor setting uh, on the fan, choose the slower setting. It'll run slower. It'll run longer. So it'll pull more humidity out until it reaches the temperature setting. That's Man, Greg, those, that's um, amazing. Yeah, Greg, and the, is that, it sounds like you're kind of maybe in the business. Is that the dip switches that are right inside the panel? No, I'm not in the business. This is uh, well. I say that I'm not a. I'm, I don't only build for myself, um, but that's all I do. Right. Um, it is. It is the. Um, it is a setting on the blower. Uh, that motor, a typical just off the shelf from a 
HVAC supply house uh, that I buy. I buy Goodman uh, for some of the properties that I that I do this for. Um, it has a automatic high and low. Right. Um, that's, I think it's in the dip switches that are right inside the panel. You cool. can see the and they're yeah, labeled. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't yeah, I don't know that. Yeah, yeah, because I've seen those, and I did that on mine. That's actually a great uh, suggestion. Really, I'd never heard of that before. I didn't know you could change the fan speed on air conditioning. That's very cool. Yeah. Very cool. I yeah, I don't think it has the automatic. I was wrong there. I know that it has high and low. Okay. The slower, right. the slower it runs, the longer it runs, the more humidity it falls out. All right, great. Thank you. If it's only trying to reach a temperature, I have another comment if you yeah. want it uh, related to HVAC. If you live in a two-story house question earlier about uh, gas versus electric yeah and i've done this uh time several times and I've, I've seen it done times and i've seen it where it should have been done if you run multiple air conditioning units in that house mm-hmm. heat rises so if you choose one of your downstairs heaters to be gas you can heat the downstairs heat gas heat is much more efficient than electric heat and it will preheat the downstairs unit, and that warm air will go up the foyer into the upstairs of the house, and then your upstairs units could be all electric. They could be heat pumps, and they'll run, but they'll be they'll be blowing preheated air through that house, and that works extremely well. People never think of that. That's a, that's a great idea. I see that in new construction quite a bit. Yeah. They'll, they'll do that on a bonus room. They'll yeah. come in with a heat pump upstairs, and they'll do gas furnace downstairs. I, that's, I'd never heard that that was the reason, but that makes a lot that's of sense. That's a great idea, Greg. Thank you. We appreciate your comments. All right, Nordic Call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Going towards that last break of the hour, and um, uh, you still have time to get your home improvement questions answered this morning. Give us a call. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. I'm Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Welcome back. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. Uh, this is the show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And we're taking your calls at 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. And you can send an email, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And, um, uh, oh, I wanted to get to this email real quick that we got this week. Uh, hi, I just bought a three, whew, goodness, just bought a 37 and a half acres in southern Missouri. Wow. Our dilemma is that we have a nine, wow, a 900-pound safe plus the weight of guns. They got a gun safe. Okay. Where would be the safest place inside to be the place uh, to put the safe, do the heavy weight, and how I go? Uh, I think what I cut out of this, this is in a, a, a mobile home. Mm. And he's wondering where to put this 900-pound safe plus the weight of the guns. So you're going to have to add, what, a couple hundred 
pounds at least. Oh, at least. Yeah. Um, and it's in a mobile home. You know, how are you going to get that sucker that, in there? That's, <laughs> that's, how you going to take really, the roof off? That's really out of my wheelhouse. I don't know what that floor strength is, but 900 pounds is not, uh, it's 900 pounds. It's not, it's not tremendous. Now, water weighs seven some odd pounds a gallon. Right, a correct? gallon. Yeah. Okay, and a tub holds how much? 20, 25, 30 gallons. Yeah. That's a good T- point. Mm-hmm. Times seven is. And then your body weight. Do, do me some math, yeah. somebody. Oh, uh, Jay White's not in here, so we can't do that. Okay, so. Um, it's a lot. It's a, So, no, I, I'm, I think that your mobile home floor would probably hold that. Assuming I, I, you can get the safe through the front door. Well, if it's a mobile home, it's sitting up, and I'm thinking some cinder block wherever you're going to put it right. underneath it just yeah. to be safe. Sure. Okay, yeah, just a couple extra cinder blocks up under there. Right just, underneath it, yeah. just yeah. throw some. Okay. All right, that's the thought. All right, let's go to uh, uh, Brandon, and he's got a question. He's on the road. He's got a comment about that dehumidifier. What's going on, Brandon? Hey, guys, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Hey, I'm uh, traveling. Uh, I've been in Brookhaven, Mississippi for the last uh, two weeks in a hotel, traveling back to New Orleans. Uh, I heard we finally have power. This is the first time I've heard this show, and uh, it's it's fantastic. Hey, thanks, I, uh, man. I really, really I'm glad, love I'm glad it. you and have power, too. Finding, uh, <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, yeah. I, I will be finding the podcast. Um, when y'all were talking about the dehumidification question and just the overall HVAC question, um, my first thought was, depending on the age of the house, you might actually want to get someone to come in and do a blower door test and a duct blaster test. Ah. How, tight, how tight the house is in the first place, because, you know, when that when that unit first kicks on, uh, the area right around the air return is going to go to a negative pressure. That's going to pull in that outside air that y'all were talking about, you know, the Mississippi air that's impossible right. to, to air condition. Hey, we got <laughs> the same thing in, in Louisiana. Oh, yes. And uh, it's going to pull that air in. So if you could stop that infiltration first, uh, that that's actually going to you're going to get a lot of bang for your buck there. And then with the comment on kind of preheating with the gas heat because gas are because you mm-hmm. know it's going to rise, et cetera. Um, if you do have a leaky house, you know when that when that hot air rises again, it's it's going to pull air from somewhere else to equalize. So if your windows are leaky, if uh, the base plates of your house are leaky. Uh, you know, outlets, uh, if all that is leaky, then you're just going to pull in more unconditioned air that's dirty, that's full of water, et cetera, and, uh, you know, you're fighting a losing battle. Yep. And then with the duct blaster test, um, you know, like uh, one of your uh, panelists there had mentioned before, if your duct work is either leaky or inefficient, uh, then you're not only are you paying to air condition air that you're losing in your attic, but when that cool air hits that attic air, you're going to get condensation. You're going to get mold starting to form, et cetera. Mold farm. Attic, yep. so. mold farm. Mold farm. <laughs> so, Brandon. That, that was all. That was my comment. Man, those are those are great comments. You know, what's funny is that I lived in Virginia for a few years, and I had a dehumidifier because we had a basement. A very common there. Okay. Everybody had a basement, and everybody had a de- dehumidifier. But let me say this. That was Virginia. And if you take that same de- dehumidifier, which at the time we bought, it was like a Kenmore. It was like, it was the big boy. You know, it was a good one. It wouldn't even scratch Mississippi if I put it in my house here. There's no way that appliance would have done the same efficiency here than it did there because it would just be constantly pumping. 
Oh, yeah. And, and you can get, I think, Jeff, are you familiar with the Entergy will do the blower door test? You can mm. actually... Seems like they were doing know. that. I don't know about it. What, what he's talking there about, was folks. There's a program on that. Tell, so. yeah, let really? folks know what that is. Well, it's where we're testing to see, uh, you know, how tight the house is. And so what they'll do is they'll deep, they'll intentionally depressurize the house, and then you can tell where your air is coming in and where the leaks are. Right. And they usually use a blower door and thermal imaging, mm-hmm. and that thermal camera will show you. Now, I can see it, and that's one of the reasons, and, and a lot of home inspectors use thermal. Mm-hmm. I'll go into a house. I'll kick that air way down because I want to get a temperature differential. Right. And then that camera will light up. Really? In the summertime, it will be ye- uh, yellow or white. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you where all the leaks in that house are, where your insulation is not good. You know, he mentioned something. Coming in. He mentioned something that, that, that we can't get into because of time today, but he mentioned something that I'd love to come back to. Air coming through outlets. Yeah. It's a oh, real yeah. thing. Oh, yeah, it's a real thing. <laughs> and they make things to help you fix this. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little my later. Because my house was built in 58. Yeah. Well, the thing I like to do is go up in the attic and seal that hole. Yes. Seal the hole where the wires go through and, and task is done. It's the proper use of foam insulation. That's right. There you go. All there right. There you go. That is right. <laughs> Man, that's amazing. And um, it should be fire caulked anyway. Yes. All new uh, all, all new holes. construction is fire caulked. And okay. the fire caulk is a different color than the other stuff. That's right. You're okay. exactly right. Look, uh, we're going to get back to this uh, maybe in a couple of weeks. Uh, got a question about what is the process to start to build a house after you bought the land? We're going to cover this because that's very interesting. That's, that's a, a start, start yeah. to finish answer. So we can't get it to it in the next 40 seconds, so we'll hit it on another show. All right, folks, that's it. We did it. We got through another one. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Thinker Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Pam Pivas, Jeff Sammons, and our guest Stephanie Lee, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.